and welcome back to another episode of the Dunkel Index Podcast. I'm Ben Dunkel, and here with me, as always, is a guy who ran into Le'Veon Bell at the bowling alley last weekend, my dad, Bob Dunkel. I think Le'Veon bowled, what, a 251? I, I think I bowled a 91, so uh, Bell's got me on, on when it comes to the lanes. Um, unfortunately for Jets fans, I think uh, some of his best action has come at the bowling alley this year. Hasn't really been the year that they expected. But the Jets are winning four out of five, their last five. And in fact, I think we've got the Jets on our five for the drive this week. So uh, we'll, we'll have to see how Le'Veon Bell and the Jets fare uh, in week 15. Gosh, hard to believe we're this far along in the season, but it's getting real interesting right now. Uh, all these games have major playoff implications, so we're in the good part of the season. Yeah, it's kind of surprising uh, how wide open it is, actually. Well, I think the the Patriots coming back to the fold a little bit uh, definitely helps. Uh, big win last week for the Chiefs over the Pats. Um, moves Baltimore into the number one spot now in the AFC, so that shakes it up a little bit. And then, of course... We have our old fave, the NFC East or the NFC Least this year. Uh, we'll have to see uh, who wants to lose it more. I don't know if anybody wants to win it, but between Dallas and Philly, somebody's going to lose that one. Yeah, so um, let's go ahead and get started uh, with Week 15. Uh, like you said, the first game we've got is the New York Jets at the Baltimore Ravens. The Jets are 5-8 and eight overall this year, 5-8 and eight against the spread, and they're number 28 in the index. Ravens are 11-2 and two overall, 7-6 and six against the spread, and they're number 2 in the index. This weekend, Vegas has Baltimore favored by 14.5. What do you think? So the Ravens just keep on churning along a nine-game winning streak right now after their 24-17 win over Buffalo last week. Uh, Lamar Jackson got a little banged up in the game, but uh, I think Baltimore fans are heaving a sigh of relief. Uh, sounds like he's okay and will be ready to play um, Thursday night against the Jets. Um, he and Mark Ingram have been the best tag team running game in the NFL this year. Uh, they're up to over 200 yards now, 200.9 uh per game, uh, which leads the AFC in, in rushing this year. Uh, and they are on pace now to break the record held by the 78 Patriots. Uh, Sam Bam, Cunningham, Steve Grogan. I remember that crew very well. Actually, very similar offense to this Ravens offense and that Grogan was a running quarterback back before we really had running quarterbacks. So very similar to Lamar Jackson. Uh, but they face uh, the Jets' defense in this one, which ranks number two uh, in rush defense, um, averaging just slightly over 78 yards allowed. And as we said, the Jets have won four of five. So after a season that looked like it was going down the tubes, or should I say uh, for Le'Veon Bell, uh, a real gutter ball, um, they've turned it around. Um, this, of course pits Sam Darnold against Lamar Jackson, uh, two first-round draft picks out of two th the 2018 draft. And uh, Darnold was the number three pick that year, and Jackson was the 32nd pick. So I'm sure 
if uh, if it could be all done over again. I don't know if the Jets wouldn't take Darnold, but certainly Jackson would have gone way before number 32. Coming into this one, though, um, you know, the, the Ravens really on a roll, even against a Jets team that is uh, playing much better. Jets are just 7-16-1 uh, against the spread in their last 24 games as a road underdog. And Baltimore is 4-1 against the spread in its last five home games against the Jets. So it's a big number, 14.5, but Baltimore sitting number one right now in the AFC. Of course, home field advantage, especially with the Patriots lurking, is going to be huge. So I don't see any letdown in Baltimore this week, even on the short week. Dunkel Index has the Ravens uh, favored by 23. Uh, so that more than covers the 14 and a half. We'll start off with the Thursday nighter, Baltimore minus 14 and a half. All right. Uh, moving on to the next game, it's Philadelphia at Washington. The Eagles are six and seven overall this year, four and nine against the spread, and number 17 in the index. Redskins are three and 10 overall, six and seven against the spread, and number 30 in the index. Vegas line has the Eagles by six on the road. What do you think? Well, the Eagles were uh, a whisker away from just another disastrous loss last week. You said you never lost confidence when they were down 17-3. to I certainly did. Um, Eli Manning looked like Eli Manning of 10 years ago, uh, at least in the first half. And uh, they jumped out to that big 17-3 to lead. But the Eagles prevailed. They came back, won it 23-17 in overtime. Um, you know, they've beaten the Redskins five straight times now. Um, and they have uh, averaged uh, winning those games by 13.5 points. But these two teams look a little different right now, um, even after the Eagles uh, comeback win. Um, they're now 0-4 in their last four games against the spread. They did not cover the nine-point margin in that Giants game. So it's hard to say that uh, all the all the problems have been washed away with one comeback win against a 2-10 and team coming in. Uh, the Redskins actually look to be the better team right now. After starting out 1-9, nobody would have thought that. But uh, Good win over Detroit at home, followed up by a win at Carolina. And then last week, they go up to Green Bay, um, arguably the Lions and, and, and Panthers, even though they were wins, not nearly the team um, that the Packers were. And they held the pack to just 20 points uh, and kept it within the spread. It was a double-digit spread, and they ended up losing only 20 to 15. So, you know, the Skins have put together three straight weeks of pretty decent football. Um, even with a quarterback who is still learning as he goes, Dwayne Haskins uh, certainly hasn't lit up the NFL in his rookie campaign, um, averaging just over 138 yards passing per game. I mean, that's you know passing era, uh, just tremendously low. Um, and he's got three uh, TD passes to a seven INTs. So, not the kind of stats that we're used to seeing out of quarterbacks these days. Those are more like stats going back to the 70s. But um, And they also lost Darius Geis, uh, their running back, who 
had really started to get into the flow of things. So they're facing some adversity there uh, in Washington, but also at a time where they're playing good football and the Eagles are not. Eagles come in just two and five against the spread in their last seven games as a favorite. And the Skins are five and one against the spread in their last six as an underdog. So Skins at home, getting points, uh, feeling good about themselves. Eagles still not quite sure they are truly back. So Vegas line opened at six. It's been dropping down, I think, to four and a half now in a lot of the sports books. That's uh, heading in the direction where the Dunkel Index has it. Dunkel Index has this a three and a half point line. So we are going to take the Eagles to win it straight up, but it's going to be a white knuckler. Uh, we're going to take the Redskins plus the uh, six in this one. Okay. So our next game is going to be Chicago at Green Bay. Bears are seven and six overall, four and nine against the spread, and number 16 in the index. The Packers are 10 and three overall, eight and five against the spread, and number seven in the index. Vegas line is Green Bay by five at home. What do you see? Bears are another team that looked like the season was uh, headed down the tubes. They were three and five. Mitchell Trubisky was playing horribly. Bears fans were all over him, wondering what had happened to their star quarterback from last year. And then they kind of flipped a switch, and the Monsters of the Midway have actually bounced back, winning four of their last five. So they've got some thin playoff hopes, but there are playoff hopes there. And they had a big win last week over Dallas on Thursday night. And probably the most exciting thing for Bears fans has been Trubisky's bounce back. He threw for 244 yards and three TDs. And maybe more importantly, he mixed in a lot of the running game that we saw out of him last year. He had 63 yards on the ground to keep the Dallas defense guessing all night. So Bears uh, defense is going to hurt a little bit here. Uh, Roquan Smith, their leading tackler, is out for the remainder of the season. So that's going to be a major loss. But they do get Akeem Hicks, uh, their Pro Bowl defensive lineman, back uh, off the injury list. So they're going to trade out there. The Pack uh, sit in the number two spot in the uh, playoffs in the NFC uh, as of today, but it's been kind of a Jekyll and Hyde team, or at least as far as the offense is concerned. Uh, one week, Aaron Rodgers looks superhuman like he did two weeks ago against the Giants when they put up 31 points on the road. And then he comes home and looks very human um, in their 20-15 to 15 win over the Redskins it's a lot closer than, frankly, it should have been. Uh, Rodgers threw for just 195 yards, and that makes three of their last five games where the offense has produced uh, 20 points or less. So not uh, not what you usually expect out of, out of the Packers uh, when it comes to Aaron Rodgers moving the ball up and down the field. Uh, this one has, as you said, Ben, the Vegas line is five. Uh, that's the lowest line uh, that the Bears have faced coming into Lambeau Field since 2012. So I think it reflects that this is going to be a tough uh, NFC North battle uh, with the Giant, with the pardon me, the Bears needing every victory right now. Um, one and one loss, and they're done. So 
Coming in, Bears are nine and two against the spread in their last eleven against NFC North opponents. So they've been very effective within the division. That contrasts nicely with Green Bay, which is just three and eight against the spread in their last eleven versus division rivals. So this one seems to favor the Bears right now, playing the better ball of the two. Even on the road at Lambeau, getting five points. The Dunkel Index has this margin at Green Bay by two. So see this one coming down to the wire, and we'll take the Bears plus the five here. All right. We are uh, about halfway through now, so let's take a quick break. We're back now. Our next game is going to be L.A. at Dallas. The Rams are 8-5 and five overall this year, 9-4 and four against the spread, and they're number 10 in the index. Cowboys are 6-7 and seven overall, 7-6 seven and six against the spread, and number 15 in the index. Vegas has the Rams favored by 1.5 points on the road. What do you think? If you watch these two teams play last week, you'd say it's the Rams that are the lock to make the playoffs and Dallas is going nowhere. But because of that NFC East that we talked about earlier with the Eagles, uh, it's actually the Cowboys right now that have the better shot at making the playoffs. The Rams need some things to go their way um, to get in there as the wild card. But uh, right now, uh, clearly the Rams are playing better football. Um They've won their last two by a 62-19 to 19 combined margin, and Dallas has lost four of its last five and seven of its last ten. Uh, Rams come back even more impressive, given that uh, a few weeks ago we watched them just get annihilated at home by the Ravens, 45-6 to six, uh, in Week 12. Uh, they couldn't stop Lamar Jackson to save their life. They did a much better job against an equally elusive Russell Wilson last week with a solid win over the Seahawks, 28-12. to Kept Russell and the offense out of the end zone, which is hard to do these days, and uh, held the Seahawks to just 16 first downs. So kudos to Sean McVay for rallying the troops there after that, uh, that bad Ravens loss when it looked like things were just going to implode there in L.A., Dallas, uh, it's hard to say um, that it's been totally the Cowboys' fault here in terms of the top-ranked offense not being able to get much going. They've only averaged 16 points in their last three losses, but a lot of that could be the defense that they've gone up against facing the uh, Bears, the Bills, and the Patriots, uh, three of the top-ranked defenses out there. So, and two of those games. We're on the road. Of course, what do you do whenever uh, you start to uh, bleed and you need to do something to stop it? You cut the kicker. Old Brett Mayer, uh, who we remember uh, earlier in the season, nailing that 63-yarder just before halftime against the Eagles. Mm -hmm. uh, he didn't do so well after that. He missed 10 kicks in 13 games. So. Cowboys, uh, always the thing to do to shake up a team. You get the kicker out of there. They bring in Kai Forbath. This is his fifth team 
in the last uh, eight seasons. Uh, so shaking it up there in Dallas. Hopefully the new kicker turns it around for them. Um, this line's been a, one of the kind of funnier lines of the week. It opened up Dallas minus three. It shifted all the way to the Rams now, favored by a point and a half. Uh, all the money going L.A.'s way. And actually, that's I think probably would suit Dallas just fine. They're coming seven and two against the spread in their last nine games as an underdog. So they haven't been a very good front runner, but as an underdog, uh, the Dunkel index thinks this could be a good spot for Dallas actually to pull out a win here. Uh, the index has the Cowboys favored by three and a half. So with the Rams now a favorite in big D, we'll take the Cowboys plus the one and a half. Oh, all right. If we yes, have to. I know. It's not going to make uh, your, put you in a Christmas spirit. <laughs> all right. So next, or our last NFL game this week is going to be Buffalo at Pittsburgh. Bills are nine and four overall, eight, four and one against the spread. And they're number 12 in the index. Steelers are eight and five overall, nine and four against the spread and number 13 in the index. Vegas line here is Pittsburgh by one and a half at home. What do you see? Yeah, two of the, the better stories in the NFL this year. Uh, the Steelers, of course, lost Roethlisberger early in the year, uh, already started the season without Le'Veon Bell. Uh, lost him to the Jets and apparently the Pro Bowlers tour and uh, Antonio Brown. So major setbacks there. Of course, whenever you hear teams complain about uh, a shortage of players due to injury or or suspension or whatever, um, you do have to think about the Steelers here because they've overcome maybe more than any other team out there. It's Mike Tomlin's arguably best job uh, in his tenure there in Pittsburgh. Uh, they've now gone to Devlin uh, Hodges. As their quarterback, the duck caller, Duck Hodges, he has become the master of managing the game. Uh, he's not really winning much uh, for him. In fact, uh, I think uh, he's averaging just about 160 yards passing right now, and he's thrown three TDs against two INTs. And you'll love this little stat. Uh, in the three games he started, the Steelers have put 67 points on the board. Uh, over half of those have come either from the defense or special teams. So he is a true manager of the game right now. But as Herman Edwards said, you play to win the game, and they are winning games some way, somehow. Last week, another road win for them over the Cardinals, 23-17. Uh, for the Bills, tough loss last week. They did play the Ravens very well. Uh, although the offense really couldn't get anything going with uh, Josh Allen there against the Ravens defense. And they have benefited um, probably more than any other team in the league this year from the luck of the schedule. O only three teams that they've played, and we're now heading into week 15, have had winning records. Uh, and they've lost two of those games, uh, including last week's games to the Ravens. Uh, the only win came way back in early October against the Tennessee Titans. So doesn't bode well here against a Steelers team that is scratching and clawing and finding ways to win. Uh, Buffalo already has 
had a tough struggle against the Steelers. They're just one in five in their last six games against Pittsburgh. And the Steelers have done a pretty good job of protecting the home field. They're five and one against the spread in their last six home games. So with the Steelers favored by just one and a half here, that seems coverable. It's going to be a, a tough game. Certainly low scoring. I think the over-under right now is uh, 37 points, and uh, the index has uh, that number going even lower. So uh, it's going to be a defensive struggle, but this seems to play right into how Pittsburgh is playing right now. They're finding ways to win close games. This one, uh, Dunkel Index, has the Steelers' favor by 4.5, so we'll take the Steelers minus the 1.5. I like it. All right, so we've got an extra little bonus college game for you this weekend. Uh, yeah. Army-Navy matchup. 120th. That's a long, long time. 120 games between Army and Navy. Up in Philadelphia, up at the Link, since the Eagles are down in Washington this weekend. The Link is open for the Army-Navy game, so we thought we'd throw this one in here too since – it's the only FBS college game. Uh, we've got the FCS playoffs, and go to dunkelindex.com to get our picks. We're in the quarterfinal round now of the FCS. But for the FBS, it's the only game on the schedule until the bowls get started. So we thought we'd put this one on here. Uh, it's two teams that have definitely had uh, opposing seasons. Uh, the midshipmen. Bounced back extremely well from last year's 3-10 and 10, uh, season. That was very uncharacteristic of the middies. Uh, they've been probably the stronger of the two programs. Um, and uh, they bounced back nicely and come into this one with a 9-2 and two record. Uh, for Army, though, this is their bowl game. Uh, they're 5-7 and seven, um, after their loss to Hawaii in their last game. Um, they have been uh, eliminated from bowl contention here, and they also uh, lost their quarterback, Kelvin Hopkins. Uh, he's uncertain for this game after suffering an injury against the Rainbow Warriors. But this one, this is one of those you throw out the record books. Uh, Army has won the last three uh, of these and uh, is 4-0-1 ATS against the middies in the last five games again this one looks to be a very low scoring game with the uh over under down in the low 40s now and again the dunkel index sees it going even lower so with a double digit line here of navy by 10 uh and army playing what essentially is its bowl game uh we see the black knights keeping this one within the 10 uh, Navy is uh, only favored by seven and a half, according to the Dunkel Index. So we will take the Black Knights in the 120th game between the two, plus the 10 points Saturday up at the link. All right. So that's going to do it for us uh, this week. And uh, since we don't have any college uh, football games uh, scheduled, we're not going to be doing a podcast for that. So probably an NBA podcast uh, later this week. Yeah, we'll get some round ball going. I like it. Yeah. And then we'll be back for, uh, we'll do a bowl bra podcast. Uh, should have our bowl 
picks up uh, in the next couple of days. So uh, we'll get those, including the uh, the semifinal matchups um, between LSU and Oklahoma, and then of course the biggie, Ohio State and Clemson. Uh, that should be uh, the best one of the two. No doubt. So, yeah, we'll get our bowl uh, picks up and uh, do a podcast around those. And then, uh, as you said, Ben, we'll do pro basketball. We've got uh, college basketball in full swing right now, uh, NHL. Uh, So a lot going on. Come come to dunkleindex.com. Check it out. Follow us on Twitter. And uh, really appreciate everybody tuning into the podcast. All right. Nice. You really nailed it there. <laughs> did I did I leave anything out? Mm, not that I noticed. So I think we're good. <laughs> think we're good. Yeah. Awesome. Awesome. All right. Well, let's go. Uh, I think we can watch the second half of the Clippers Raptors. See uh, if Kawhi can can come back to Toronto and make it a memorable one. Yeah, that should be good. All right. So yeah, we'll uh, talk to you guys later this week. All right. Thanks, Ben. Talk to you soon. See ya.